24, 25 years old, boom, I'm in. I'm officially a business owner. I have accomplished my goal. Yeah. My ultimate goal yeah. was to do that. Um, now, did my salary increase? No. <laughs> so I was going to ask, so they offered you a partnership. Yeah. Was there a buy-in on your end? Yes. So the buy-in, well, there, there, was, there wasn't a buy-in. Okay. It was really just me signing in with them so that now it would be, if the business didn't make any money, I'm not going to get my salary. Okay. Now my salary is dependent on Your the same production. as them. Yeah. And like what, what we bring in. Okay. Um, I'm like, fantastic. This is great. I did it. Um, still making like 14, 15 grand. And around this time is when one of my first pals hit six figures. Okay. So that is, I think that is the hardest thing as a young entrepreneur to go through. Yeah. Is you will have friends in their mid twenties mm -hmm. suddenly make a hundred grand. Yeah. And you're and gonna be like skyrocket. And I was already jealous of people making forty. Right. Um, now the nice thing is I, I was legitimately happy for him. Right. But it does right. also start to make you feel like, oh shit, I'm behind. Right. Um, well, which is also, you know, I'm gonna put a little torch under your butt. Yep. That's you know? exactly right. So now I'm in it, and I've achieved the goal, and now it's pretty much just, just riding. We have a great product um, that I created myself. Um, we have uh, people who are selling. We're getting known about in the community. And then all of a sudden, Dave decides he wants to go do his own thing, or back to go doing his own thing. So okay. He was used to being like an autonomous leader. Right. And then with two partners, I think, a little out. So he leaves. I come in many cooks in the kitchen. Well, I'd later find out it was something totally different. Really? So, uh -oh. uh, then, so now it's just two of us, me and me and this other other person. And we're, we're doing great. Everything's still fine. It's going the right direction. We're only doing corporate work. There was a couple of like weddings and things on the side in the old business. That's what Dave was a specialist in, so he went back to doing that. Okay. Um, he recently just sold that company. Um, so he, he has a whole success story, and he and I are still very close. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations, Dave. Yeah. So <laughs> one day, I'm uh, going about my business, and a client I see on the street, and she's like, hey, what happened? I'm like, what do you mean? Um, she's like, oh, boy, you should read the newspaper, Tara. And I'm like, why? She's like, just read the newspaper. Oh, boy. Read the newspaper. Uh, my business partner is in the newspaper gotten arrested for harassment and i'm like what is happening what because my whole world is work yeah there is no personal life right personal life is going out and you know having drinks with the boys yeah that's it you know date here and there but really my life is work yeah everything else is below work right um no i can't hang out because i'm working no i right. can't go on vacation because i'm working and i yeah. like it that way yeah so i'm just like holy moly and then i start to think into it i'm like he did just start dating girl that owns a store across the street right and i knew that girl and i knew two of my friends that were also dating that girl okay so i'm like, like I, wonder, uh -oh. <laughs> I wonder if it has to do yeah. with that because i literally sat him down and told him like have fun but also just know right that um yeah. and i'd still know that girl she's a sweetheart she's yeah. super fun but she is not the uh, tied down type person. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, and especially in a situation when you like know she's hanging out with other yeah. folks. Well, 
apparently this caused him to go mad. And now I'm in a situation where it's like, I have, oh my God, I have to get out of this. I have to get out of this yeah. relationship because yeah. this person's going to tank the company. Right. And this is years before Me Too or anything like that. Imagine that happening nowadays. Well, another ball game. Yep. So I'm like, all right, I have to establish a plan to go, uh, which is fine. I, I, I had kind of outgrown the, yeah. the business, and he, he, he had started disappearing. And the way it was supposed to be, um, let me know if I'm going on too long. No, uh-uh. The way it's supposed to be is in a good partnership, there's the set em up and there's the knock em down guy. Right. I was the knock em down guy because right. I'm the one who actually knew how to run cameras and make everything work. Sure. He was the set em up for selling stuff. Right. And over the years, he had stopped selling and gotten way too wanting to be in the creative world, which is just like, you don't have the skills. Come on. Yeah. You go over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. we have well, a good thing going. If that's how your company is set up, yeah. I mean, you need this person in this role. Mm -hmm. And this is a legendary thing. Like, every creative goes through this, where the non-creative wants to start being creative. Right. And it's like, I support anyone who wants to learn to be creative. But when yeah. you have a good thing going, don't screw it up. Well, you still can do your good thing and, yeah. you know, maybe, like, dabble. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like for example, here at the, at the company, which we'll get into, um, a couple of my folks came in for uh, classical business roles, and I'm teaching them the creative side, too, so yeah. that they can help out in the gym. Of That's one way of doing it. Yeah. But the idea that your sales guy is telling creative how to do it, the sales guys say, here's the thing. Go do it. Right. That's a wonderful sales relationship. Sure. Then there's the, I want to be over-involved. I don't have the skills, so I'm going to tell you. Right. And it's like, you're just wasting time. Yeah. Just wasting time. Yeah. Sell the product, and I'll make the product. Exactly. And if there's And when we're millionaires, then yeah, like we I, can do that. And if, you know, maybe the consumer that he sold to has, you know, given him some insight that he can relay. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, that's, you know, a little bit of a different story, but... So that once you know you guys at that point. So I mean, I have to figure out a way out, and I'm I'm just a kid. I am uh, 27. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. 20 year olds are babies, especially in the position I was in, because yeah. I'm way ahead of. So like you're not 27 now. <laughs> I am not. I am. A, I'm a very, very, very charming 43. Are you really? No. I, like, <laughs> I wish. I wish. I can't wait. Um. So I decide I'm going to leave, and he hits me with all these contracts and things like that. Of like, oh, you signed a contract, you can't leave. Yeah. And, of course, I believe that. That is not true. Just so everybody knows, that is not true. Any, you can leave any any business relationship at any time. Yeah. Um, it's literally, you can't have an operating agreement without it. He had an operating agreement. In the operating agreement. But I'm so burnt out, because I'm just like, I just have to get away from this. Yeah. And... All of my gear was considered part of the buy-in. Right. I had to figure out how to get it out. Yeah, which is now sounding like going from, you know, just uh, leaving to a little toxic. Yeah. So um, we make the agreements. I say that I need to leave for, for other reasons, and he had moved on to another business kind of anyway, but this was his money, so, and the person who can make it, so. Yeah. Uh, and just not a good guy. To, to begin with, you know, yeah. he was in his 40s, I'm 27, and he's essentially exploiting me. Right. So we work out a deal where I will go, f uh, where I'm going to move to Philly. Okay. And launch this new company. Okay. Uh, but I'll go back and forth for a while to help essentially pay off 
different things that make it so like I'm not leaving him empty-handed. Okay. Super fair. And as like five weeks into that, I'm really beat up, and I'm starting yeah, to think this is nuts. So I call my godmother, who's again this elite business person, and she's like, you know, something doesn't sound right about that. Let me put you in touch with a lawyer, uh, just to kind of read this. Of course. Now, uber successful lady, uh, my hero. Right. Easily. So, Love that. like, I've always had, it's kind of nice because, like, in the 90s, I've had a, like, female business hero. Yeah. Which just for empowerment and whatnot is great. Yeah, and, absolutely. And um, so I've always had that. She worked at GE. She was valedictorian at Boston College. She went to Harvard Business School. Yeah. Now works for this giant, this investment firm where she became the, the VP super fast, is now the CIO. So just a total another yeah. level of human. Yeah, go for, that's awesome. Yeah. Go for her. So the person she puts me in touch with, this lawyer, is the mayor's son. Okay. <laughs> like the mayor of Albany's son. That's so because funny. Because they met at Harvard Business School. That is So funny. if you have friends in high places, they help. I mean, hence the networking. <laughs> so he says... Um, he says, uh, honestly, this, this is a little different than what I do. I'm a different kind of attorney, but let me put you in touch with the best person I know at this. Right. That person calls, and I just pull over. Like, I'm going back and forth, and I just pull over in, like, a, a rest stop. And this lawyer calls me. And I'm talking to him, and I'm beat up, and I start to explain it. He's like, none of this sounds right. Can you send me your operating agreement right. and all the deals that you signed? And Because uh, that's what it comes down to. Yep. I'm like, sure. And I sent it to him, and I'm sitting. Uh, at this point, I've moved to Maniunk, but I'm just going both ways. And I live in a house with eight dudes because I have no money. Yeah. Um, but you do what you have to do. Yeah. And you want to launch a business. Absolutely. And uh, I'm staring at the ceiling, and he calls, and I pick up, and I'm like, hello. And uh, he says, hey, Tara, this is, you know, um, so-and-so from, from this law firm. Uh, everything in here offends me as a lawyer. I want to represent you now. Right now, stop making any sort of payment and withhold everything. It says very clearly in your operating agreement you could have left the whole time. Wow. So, read your contracts, kids. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely read your contracts. and Or if you don't have somebody that knows what they're reading, yeah. read your contracts. Yeah, and that leads into him basically saying, like, you don't have to do anything. Don't give him another check. So I stopped giving him payments because I was essentially rebuying my gear and making payments to get it out. And uh, eventually he catches up to what I'm doing and asks and says, I'm not going to make any more payments because this is yeah. ridiculous. He flies off the deep end, threatens to sue me. And then that begins of him right. trying to sue me. Yeah, which is, like, exhausting. Well, which, which turns into I'm getting sued. I'm trying to start a business. I have no money, um, but I'm going to keep going. Yeah, right? I'm gonna because keep going. that's what we have to do. Yeah. When these bumps in the road happen, you can't up in the fetal position and knock it out of bed yep and the nice thing is i kind of had justice on my side of, of yeah. we were right he was right. trying exactly. to exploit the thing totally to the point where we're in a legal discussion uh and i have my representation and he has his we're using a mediator uh and my lawyer is really questioning and the, the cracks are showing and one of the things that is said is he can't just leave me and my lawyer is like what like, yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. anyone can in a professional thing. That's not yeah. a true statement. And he says, well, if he does, I'm going to be forced to threaten legal action. And I hear his lawyer, who used to be my company lawyer, 
Okay. Do this. Oh. Because if you say that in their profession, everything's out, out of bounds. The whole case can be thrown out because really? you are not allowed to threaten legal action towards someone. You're not allowed to say, if you don't do this, I will sue you. My lawyer knew that. His lawyer knew that. My lawyer brought it up immediately. He says, you know, in our profession, that is not something you can That's do. We hang no. up the phone. Yep. Hang up the phone, and uh, basically, then I just am dealing with emails being sent to me right. about the lawsuit. And I'm just told, ignore all of them, because yeah. we got what we needed on that right. recorded I line. Mean, and that's something that you can do. Game's over. I mean, right, you just but also, ignore it. But also, I mean, it, 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 the, the lesson is, if you don't need anyone, you're bulletproof. If you need someone else to do the work, yes. you're in trouble yeah. if you have no skills. So my entrepreneurship advice for video production is if you're going to direct or you're going to produce, you better know every single thing involved in this process so that when someone lets you down, and they mm -hmm. will, this is a business. That's how it goes. You yep. can jump in and fix it. Absolutely. You know, so that, that, that's a big one. So moral of the story is I am in Philly gotten rid of the other person i'm ready for take two and now i'm on my own okay for this so is this where terry Leahy films this is where terry Leahy films okay. starts um so i get um as i'm going through this i finally get the phone call from dave and he's like hey buddy i'm sorry i was not allowed to tell you why i left but i oh. left because he pulled the same move on a girl back then Oh, wow. So he knew that this guy had, like, this weird thing. Right. And had to go. So it was just like, well, thanks for telling me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I understood it. Yeah, especially. And now I was grown. You know, now yeah. I had been sued. I had won. And I had not stopped trying to build my business at the same time. Right. Because I had some clients in, in New York City and things like that that I was able to sustain. Yeah, which is great. It, it was. But believe me, there were many days where I was like, I am not going to make rent. Yeah. And then miraculously on the 29th, like a small check would come in and yeah. I'd be okay. And you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so that, I know that was a very long, like, birth story, but it's kind of, all of it's part of it. Yeah. You know? It's part of the journey. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I get from that is really just, you know, kind of had your ass handed to you. Yep. And all along you just kept powering through. Yep. You made it to the other side and now you're about to be reborn. And this is, this is. You have to learn that stuff. Yeah. You have to learn that the business does not stop because you're having a bad day. Yeah. The business does not stop if you're being sued. Yeah. None of it No, stops. you still got to, like, get your stuff done. You have to. And the most important thing you can learn from there is compartmentalization. You have to be able to leave your baggage at the door and go to work. Yeah. If you can't do that, you cannot do this. Yeah. That's um, a great lesson. It really is. You know, if somebody, if, if you get dumped, which I have been, Still got to go to work with a smile on your yeah, face. Yeah, I mean, and that's just professionalism. Yeah, you could be broken in half, yeah. you know, and you still have to show up. Yeah. You have to keep going. Oh, your knee doesn't work? Tough. Yeah, put you the brace on. Yeah, exactly. You got to go through it. <laughs> you got to go through it. But, yes, so that, so I'm finally I'm in Philly. I'm by myself. I moved into the cheapest place I could, which was, like, essentially a halfway house with a bunch of other, yeah. other dudes. Uh, I have my gear. Um, I lost money on it. So essentially, a lot of this gear that's in this room, I paid for twice. Okay. But worth it. I got yeah, it out. Like, it's not you're, about you're the out money. And you're starting fresh, and you know you got to sometimes take those two steps for, 
backwards to, yeah. you know, dump forward. And it's not about the money. Yeah. It's just not. If it is, you're in trouble because you're not going to make it through your 20s. Yeah. Um, you just, if that's really important to you, you're not going to be able to handle when you have less than no money. Right. You know, you're not going to be able to handle when all your friends start making tons. You're not going to handle it well when you're, family starts doing better and they're worried about you. Right. Like, when are you going to stop this? That right. Kind of thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, but the, So this is the birth. Now, the great thing about this, I had done it before. Where I used to live, I learned how to do videography in a town that was semi-urban but had like a downtown walkable right. street. Well, Main Street. Yep. So the reason I'm here is because before I moved, I was just shacking with my sister and... Um, I looked up Conshohocken, Maniunk, and a couple other towns. Maniunk had a strong social media presence. Yeah. And was walkable and very similar to what I had just come from. They yeah. had an economic development corporation. Yeah. Uh, I had done, I had cut my teeth with uh, uh, the SEDC, Economic Development Council, the Saratoga Chamber of Commerce, all of these places. Yeah. I learned how to do this. Yeah. So I immediately approached them. I just introduced myself as the new awesome. guy in town. Yeah. Um, the head of that at the time, um, I had a great meeting with them. And I had gotten there just as the old video production company left. Oh, well, that so was. So I literally came in while someone was leaving. So see sliding doors, cosmic yeah. things. You know, you got to be ready. Yeah. And I knew how to do it, and I had a product ready. So a couple weeks later, I get a phone call. Uh, hey, Tara, this is Jane from the MDC. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having this event called the Best of Maniunk, um, and we're inviting people to help out. Most people are donating their, their time. Would you be up for that? I said, absolutely. Uh, again, I have less than no money. Right. But, yep, I will do the free yep, work. Absolutely. So I, this is why I, and I go to war with the, um, don't work for exposure. Bullshit. Yep. Get the exposure. Totally. So I go in and Charge I. Charge your worth. Charge your worth. Yeah, it's like, stop. You're worth nothing yet. <laughs> you, you, you have no worth yet. <laughs> You're taking up resources, not providing them yet. It's, it's, it's a thing. So, um, so I go through uh, and do this, and I go to this event. It's actually where I met you for the first time. Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, red carpet repeater, and they have um, some interns that want to interview Business owners of Manicus, they come by. I'm like, great, I will meet everyone. Yeah. Set up the two cameras. I have all my collateral, business cards ready to go. Anybody I meet, I'm able to give them one if they ask for it. And I do it at a level that is way beyond what free work, quote unquote, should be. Right. And that's kind of my attitude. If you're going to do something, go all in and throw so much friggin' production value at it. Yeah, like show them what you're made of. Yep. And so I do that and... Uh, again, I'm going back and forth during this time to settle the issues, and I'm editing this thing, and I'm late at night, and then I got to go do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So, and I'm by myself, so I, I cut all this stuff myself, and I end up making I think 25 to 30 short videos. Okay. That are double angle and they're cut, which is absurd yeah. for a red carpet. Type yeah. Thing. And uh, Dane's like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, this is so far beyond what we expected, expected yeah. that we're so excited. Can we put these out? Will you come into the office so we can talk about compensation? Yeah. Which 
first of all, that was amazing. Yeah. So, like after the fact, I accepted it as free yeah. that someone would say, we need to talk about well, compensation because I mean, this is incredible. They recognize the value. Yeah. You know? But this is where the whole plan gets put in. Yeah. This is where entrepreneurship Terry shines. And I do something that's like pivotal for the rest of everything. Which do is I go tell. in and they say, what can we pay you for this? It's so good. Like, instead of paying me, what I'd like you to do is co-sponsor a show with me about Mania. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I want you to put it out on your social media and I'll make it. You got to give me full creative control of this thing. Right. But you can decide who's on the show and we'll do interviews with business owners and we'll do you know, things in people's stores. Right. Essentially all of my superpowers that yeah. I had already harnessed. Yeah. Saratoga, I was bringing to Mania. Yeah. And they said, sure, let's do it. We get it started. First guest is Julie from The Wall. Yeah. And I throw everything at this. Right. I am by myself, but there's six, cam four cameras in here right now. They were all there. Right. I threw in crazy amounts yeah. of lighting. I had tracks on the floor. And I did this myself. We yeah. were in Winnie's uh, spot from back oh, in the day. Oh, my God. Uh, Smoking John's five years ago. Right, 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 right. And that changes everything. Yeah. I start making the show. I'm just making the show. There's no money involved in the show. Uh, I just wanted a place for it to go out to get my name out there. Yeah. Again, exposure. Free stuff at a high level. Clearly it worked. That's how we know each other. Clearly it works. So we do that. We set it up on an every two-week cadence. I make sure I'm very disciplined about it. Hit everything. I'm excited to do it. I ask yeah. for nothing. I ask for nothing. It's just I, if I, can, I know that if I can get this show going, this town will say, that's that Terry guy. He takes videos for us. Yep. All I needed to do. Yep. And, and we did that. And we kept it going. And we go through a whole season, and I'm happy. Through this season, I meet most of Maniac. Yeah. Most of Maniac business. I'm looked at now as Maniac business, and the calls start coming. Yep. Uh, hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, everything is just coming in, coming in, coming in. And I'm starting to get these little things. I'm starting to survive, you know? Um, like, wait, am I actually making money now? Yep. Not, not yet, but I'm... We still made negative $7,000 that year. <laughs> Which, well. uh, so, so entrepreneurship lesson, don't do this unless you're prepared for the year of no money because right. there will be a year of no money. Yeah. Um, and you have to do it that way because you have to get buy-in from people before you charge them for buy-in. That's such a mistake when people think that, oh, I'm going to come in and say I'm a video expert. First of all, you're not. Yeah. All of us suck. You know, I there's... I mean, it's just starting out, yeah. you know? So she got to sell your oats a little bit. You do. You know? You do. I mean, you got to feel like you're, the, like Bruce Springsteen said, you got to feel like you're the baddest ass in the room and also recognize you suck. That's the only way to do this. I love that. So that you can get better, but also you got to walk the walk. Right. So another meeting comes and we start to explore advertising. I'm like, let me start doing ads for this show. Um, we'll split it. Again, I'll be making the ads, so there's a little bit of incentive for me there, sure. too, for the production company. Yeah. We hit the ground running on that. I get the show to where it starts paying for itself, which is wonderful. Of course. Um, and that goes, and then I meet more and more. The studio we're in right now there is uh, Mullen & Co. started Maniac Studios. And 
met them because he saw me doing the show. Oh, you're that guy in Maniac that does the video. His eye blends, Brian Corcadillos. He sits on the couch. Oh, can we start working together? Um, I love that you're doing video here, and I'm here too. Yeah. Um, it just keeps going and going yeah, and going. I mean, it, and at this point, I think I've done work for everybody here. Yeah, probably. I mean, you've. I mean, your level of exposure in this community is, you know. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. Like, you got to earn your way. Yeah. You got to earn. Like, people should know, to get people to know about you. You have to have a service that you're willing to offer. Right. Now, for me, it was great because a lot of people pay for advertising, and you should at the Video Content Factory. Um, but I essentially, that was what I was paying for. I did it with right. time. Sure. I could build my own ads. So that's kind of what I did. But my advertising was a free program for my community. Yeah. So that they could see Terry takes care of Manny. Yeah. MDC decides they're going to hire me too. So now we have five clients, and it all, boom, 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 hit it once. Uh, a big client that I have out in uh, Radnor is because Nikki Boston, who used to be a business owner here, knew of my work and asked if I would go pitch a client with her. And again, all of these clients are still with me. Right. You know, there was, yeah. I had to go through that. Yeah. To really get it to yeah. happen. Well, you nurtured relationships. Yeah. You know? 100%. So, fast forward. Yeah, yeah. You're in Terry Leahy Films. Mm -hmm. You know, you have, like, your nice little... Client base building up. Yep, you're starting to make money. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I, you know, that's how that's how I know you as Terry Leahy Films. So now, yeah. what happened that you are now transitioned into the video content factory? So um, Terry Leahy Films has my name in it. People are expecting Terry Leahy to be there. Right. I have brought on Cody, who just interrupted the show um, <laughs> at this point, and is kind of. Uh, my right-hand man. Now, I had had others, other people before. They all left me for Los Angeles, which is what you do when you're in your 20s. Yeah. And, uh, and when they fail, they come back, which is great. <laughs> um, but Cody, um, we had picked up and uh, was kind of my right-hand man. And now Cody was a good enough director, videographer, that I could send him out to do this client while I'm doing this client. Right. But I can't have this client be upset that Terry isn't coming anymore. Right, right, you know? right, right. So um, I'm like, it's time for a rebrand. I got to get my name out of it. Yeah. We had grown. We had. We also had developed a product, and this product was um, the way I do video is different than a lot of people do video. My my video is very much a product. You could call it a factory style of video because my our attitude is we want to do high frequency. And high volume content, okay. which means create content that's released often, and also make a shitload of it because we right. live in a quantity world when it comes right. to video. For sure, like it is quantity uh, over quality. It literally is. Yeah, in the social world, if you make one A plus, that is not going to do shit. No, but if you make a thousand C's, you're going to move the needle. Yeah, absolutely. You'll you'll have presence. So we had a product, and we had a team that was ready to do it. And we had more than just Terry was skilled in making this product. So we turned it into the video content factory. Awesome. And uh, we brought the moose pigs with it. So my brand was based around this little dude named Mighty the Moose Pig. That people okay. would always be like, what? what is that? Is that a pig as a logo? I know. I, I, I guess I've never noticed a logo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the logo, that's, that was the best marketing decision I ever made. That's was so great. 
to put a little pig with antlers above my name. That's hysterical. I have to like literally go take a look. Yeah. So we transitioned that to um, we transitioned that to to being the video content factory, and now we have uh, it's more than just Terry now. Yeah. We're a team of uh, six now. Awesome. And there's uh, three of us that can each run our own productions at the same time. Yeah. And there's a fourth coming in, so we'll be able to run four simultaneous productions. Yeah. It expanded into studio work here. Yeah. Where uh, we can direct shows here in the studio as well as do outbound stuff. So what are the type of shows that you are directing that, you know, I mean, right now I'd like to give you this opportunity to kind of sell yourself a little bit on what this studio is and what you guys have to offer at this point. Yeah, so the studio is um, equipped with a lot of different things. One, it's multi-room, and three of these rooms are completely soundproof. Okay. There's a visual studio, and then there's soundproof rooms. So if you need to have something recorded where sound is really, really important, we have spaces for you. There's green screen capability that we can do here, um, which has been beneficial for... um, for different kind of clients that are trying to do um, like remote shoots where like somebody maybe missed an interview. Yeah. They need to be popped into an existing video, but they don't want it to look like they're somewhere else. Right. So we can do some trickery there. But the studio, the real big thing is we had some of the big boys reach out to us. So a lot of pharmaceutical companies came here to do our bread and butter, which is the live stream. Okay. So this studio is equipped with extremely fast internet and uh, we have thought through how to stream. I think this is the best streaming facility in Philadelphia. Um, It is definitely equipped to do different streams in three different rooms all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, We can do very, very advanced uh, streaming and keying as well, but it can also just be used as a a nice place to go and do kind of videos like this. So the visual podcast, we know that like the back of our hand because it falls in line with a lot of live event conferences. Now, the other thing is this was all during COVID. So everyone's like, okay, we can't have our giant event where everyone's smashed against each other. Right. How do we host this event? This? So we started kind of hosting the events here. Oh. We would just bring in you know, five or six uh, doctors or pharmaceutical reps, and they would kind of do their piece just yeah. like they would in a professional studio, and we would broadcast it in, li- in real time. No, that's awesome. I mean, I'm excited for you guys to see because Terry's going to give us a tour in a little bit. Yeah. But the, the studio is amazing. Yeah. And it's so like, I don't know, it's just like tucked away, and then you walk in, and it's like, oh, you got all this going on? Yeah. <laughs> and pretty much every piece of equipment I've ever used is in here. So there's you know, sliders, there's dollies, there's cranes, there's teleprompters, there's, there's everything you could need. So basically... So the my, things you had to buy twice it worked were out. worth it. It worked out. But basically my thing was, okay, anything a TV studio can do, like, a, like an ABC or an NBC, I just got to be able to make sure this is five times better than it. And I think we are there, um, which is great, while also doing all our outbound work, which is we try and stick in the marketing world. Right. But we are all trained um, classic production people, so we can okay. really do anything. Yeah. Um, CGI stuff... Which that is. Kind of, so, like, um, not CGI, I misspoke. Um, like, full 3D animation renderings. Okay. That's where we probably wouldn't go, but okay. everything else we can kind of fit into, and that includes motion graphics, that includes keying, that includes uh, classic interviews, that includes promo videos, things like that. Okay. Cool. Um, so, but we do things from a marketing perspective because our product, now that we're the factory, is based around 
the idea of every person in marketing needs a ton of video content that comes out frequently. So we're really equipped to do that. So, you know, we we have a, a bunch of methods of doing that, but they're tried and true. We have starter packages for people who are like trying to dip their toe and get yeah. used to how it feels. Totally. And the other big part of that is you just got to get used to being filmed all the time. Right. We're going to be there once a month. We're going to film you. Yeah. Everybody in the up. office needs to expect to be filmed. Yeah. Um, that's just the game. It's the game we're playing. Um, I mean, it's the world we're in. Thank you God know? for YouTube. God <laughs> for YouTube. Uh, it really changed our whole lives. No, it's incredible. I mean, and I've watched your career grow. It's, you know, it's you're flourishing and, you know, watching your team grow. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's very exciting and uh, took a long, long way to get here, but I, I couldn't be happier. Well, and that's the point, right? Yeah. It's, you know, you put the time in, you put the work in. It's not called work. Like, not work. It's yeah. work. You put it in. And then you reap the benefits. You gotta love it. You gotta Absolutely. love it. And then you get to pass on what you know to your to your crew, and they're like your kids. You know, yeah. it's like it's like now all your employees are your the most important things to you, and you want to make sure that they are equipped to do great things. It, it, it's funny. It's spoken like such a true like passionate mentor. Yeah. Well, that's the other reason. Like, take Terry Leahy out of it because a CEO is not at the top. A CEO is at the bottom. You know, I work for them, right? Um, And it's kind of like everything changes once you have employees. There's such a different mindset from founder and solo entrepreneur to an entrepreneur with a sidekick to developing an actual fully functioning team and switching your title from owner to CEO. Yeah. You know, and now, as they like to remind me, even I'm subject to the rules now. Yeah, you know, absolutely. However, the company's run, I am. I have to also I mean, you abide. Want their success. I mean, I know I've. You know, with my studio locations, I have twenty-five employees, and just they are so important. Yeah. And it's you know I want them to grow and be successful, and I can tell you have that same passion for your crew. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that coming from you because I know you're a multi-shop, multi-location, multi-crew. So for for me, you know, we're one location, one crew. But, you know, eventually, I'd yeah. like to share the same model where it's kind of like we have this crew and then maybe we have a Florida crew or maybe yeah. we have a North Carolina yeah. crew or something like that. Absolutely. Uh, or even just another part of the city. But yeah. we're really excited to be here. And it's a, it's a long journey and there's a lot of bumps and bruises that you're going to take along the way. But if you can I'll make it them. to the other side, you'll get to a point where you can just work twice as hard. <laughs> like it, it never ends. No, you know? but that's. That's what entrepreneurship is. I agree. You know? So, Tara, thank you so much for uh, chatting with me today and sharing all of your journey, all of your experience. Um, you know, I took a lot from that, and I'm sure other people will as well. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of you. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I'm excited for more people to see what, what you do and, and hear more entrepreneur stories. So thank you for letting me be a part of this yeah, from of behind the scenes and then on the scene now. My pleasure. Thanks, Terry. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, guys. So Terry is going to give us a tour of the Maniunk Studios. Um, I'm so excited for you to see it. It's such a cool space in this little hidden gem of Maniunk. So, Terry, please like, lead the way. Absolutely. So actually, this, this is the first part of the space. This is an event space where people can rent out and do sort of you know, parties and things like that. But also, we have used this as a studio. 
So this is actually the beginning of, of the tour, right? So this can be used as a space. Um, it's fun. It's cool. cool. It's open. Yeah. Moss Black did a design back there. Uh, everything is just kind of a wonderful place. Yeah. So this is part one. I and also, if you look over there at Welcome to Manning Studios, we can put your name up there so that you feel super welcome for coming <laughs> to the studio. I mean, that's a pretty cool thing. All right, cool. So we're going to go this way. Okay, so we're passing through from event space into control room. The master control I, has been my baby for a long, long time. I mean, this looks like somebody's baby, clearly. But the thing you'll probably notice right away is the sound is incredible in here. This is the first of the three soundproof rooms. Okay. So right here, this is where um, Dan, the audio engineer, uh, would be. You can see he has this giant massive system oh, yeah. that he works. And then just recently, over the past four months, I developed this whole area back here. So that over there is kind of everything where I would work. That's my master control. So it's four monitors, three switchers, two cameras that we run through Ethernet, and then everything else is kind of piped in that room. You can actually see, you know, I, I keep it a little grungy with a I literal mean, cable coming through the wall. No, I actually appreciate that it's neat and tidy versus like 5,000 cables coming through the wall. That's more my guys. Like I am not a, a, a the, the cleanup, is, is very, very hard for me because I'm like, I need to be able to see everything and pull it out. So, master control. Yeah, this is some. The next room that we'll go into, also soundproof, and this is the music room. So, full working pianos, there's keyboards, yeah. there's guitars. Yeah. We have done, like I said, this, these are all routed. So, this room and the visual studio where we were is routed into master control so I can get to it. And so, this is our second sound stage that we usually just kind of keep a green screen up here yeah. so that we can... Um, do any sort of green screen work in here in an audio proof environment. We actually have Wharton professors come in here often and record lectures okay. in this room because when COVID happened, they had yeah. to figure out a way to digitize teaching. So we do that in here. Um, this is also kind of a knock them down, beat them up space. So okay. you'll see there's lights and things that I'm constantly working on. Like I just did this the other day, uh, put a new backlight in up there. And to do it, I ripped the ceiling out. So sometimes you just got to be, this is the blue collar part, like I was saying. Um, connection is, is big that all of these are connected. This is actually stream unit two. So if I need to do a live stream for somewhere that's not in there, yeah. I can go to another office. I would just take this whole kit, which is on wheels, and could kind of do that. I love the thought behind that. The, this table right here was the original podcast table. You can actually see two little okay. mic stands that were okay. put in. Yeah. So... Just a regular sit-at-a-desk podcast, you know, less advanced than ours, Yeah, um, can also be done here. And then this is kind of our war room where we'll just figure things out. Last but not least, this is the visual studio where we recorded the podcast itself. Um, so you can see cameras are here. Everything's mounted on robot dollies. Yeah. There is a full-on crane unit right here. Okay, um, cool. Which, you know, if we want to do advanced shots, we obviously do that. Whee! Do you guys play with that often? We do. Okay. We do. We've motorized this. Everything in here is motorized, okay. and everything can be used from the other studio. So okay. we, I literally got it to where we didn't need a camera operator in here. Right. Because we can run everything remotely, which was okay. a big, big change. Yeah. Um, awesome. But that's kind of the whole studio. So we'll walk over here real quick, uh, back into the event space. You see it's just one loop, which is, which is pretty cool. And we'll come back this way. And so you can see over there that this is how you would come in. So it's a straight shot right down. It's a private space. 
it's not, it is connected to the marketing agency next door, uh, which is just rebranded as the moving company and is a B2B agent, uh, growth agency. So our desks are actually in there and we can come out here, but it's totally private. So if someone yeah. ever wanted to rent it out and not interact with the office over there, no problem. Yeah. We can absolutely do that. So um, this is the kitchen area. So coffee fridge, even an oven that we found that is pretty cool. It was clean. It's not like we found it in the trash. <laughs> we were trash picking one day and got an oven. But I have absolutely <laughs> cooked burgers and stuff in there for clients. And yeah. then our favorite thing is the washer dryer. That is a super, super important thing to have. And then finally, the last thing we'll go visit is the green room. You can't be a studio without a green room. You have seen this green room before because it's where Tara gets all the guests ready. So green room is equipped with cool lights on a board, you can't be a green room without these cool makeup lights, oh, yeah. I think. <laughs> but it's just a cool place to hang out, and there's shower in here um, and bathrooms down the hall. But there is a shower in here if anybody ever needed it. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole studio. So everything you could want, and we are capable of handling multiple projects at the same time. So literally, we could run five projects, five clients at the same time, in separate rooms and never impact yeah. any of them. Green room might get a little crowded, but that's okay. It'll be fun. <laughs> but it's doable. But that's Maniac Studios. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the tour. You're welcome. Thank you for great. coming. Absolutely. And uh, Tara is a guest of the studio. She comes here all the time. Yeah, I love it the here. studio. And, you know, we're looking for more people to, uh, to join Tara. So how would, um, you know, guests get in contact? Sure. So you can always uh, contact me, Terry, at thevideocontentfactory.com. But there's also a Maniunk spelled M-N-Y-K studios.com page where you can book time and sessions and you'll interact with Dan. And then there's also client relations at thevideocontentfactory.com. That's Kat, and she's kind of our catch-all for anybody. If you ever have any questions or want to give us a call, we'd love to talk to you.